Pastors Michael and Brenda Brunzo welcome you and thank you for listening to the following message. This message was recorded during a regular service at Faith Fellowship Church. The Bible tells us in Romans 10, 17, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. So we believe this message will encourage and strengthen you in your daily walk of faith. God bless you as you listen. All the people that signed the Declaration of Independence, he signed it the largest and the most legible of anybody who signed. And that's because he wanted to be sure that the king could read his signature when it was presented to him and he wouldn't have to use his glasses or anything to magnify it so that he'd be able to read it. He wanted to make it abundantly clear where his allegiance lay. He wanted to make sure that the king knew that his commitment was to this new nation that was being founded. And, you know, when King George offered amnesty to everyone who uh, would not fight, who would give up and quit, John Hancock was among the few people who was not offered amnesty because the king felt like it was such a slap in the face for him to sign that document so large. So he didn't offer him amnesty to go along with it. So he was one of the few that was left out when the offer came. So I've got a question for you tonight. Is your signature let your king know where your allegiance lies? Does God know that you're going to stand with him no matter what? No matter what comes, comes your way, are you going to be aligned with God and with God's purpose in your life and in the kingdom of God? Or are you going to give up and quit along the way? So if you've got your Bibles, Joshua chapter 1. I'm going to be reading verses 1 through 9. And I'm reading out of the New Living Translation here. It says, After the death of Moses, the Lord's servant, the Lord spoke to Joshua, son of Nun, Moses' assistant. He said, Moses, my servant is dead. Therefore, the time has come for you to lead these people, the Israelites, across the Jordan River into the land I'm giving them. I promise you what I promised Moses. Wherever you set foot, you will be on land I have given you. From the Negev wilderness in the south to the Lebanon mountains in the north, from the Euphrates River in the east to the Mediterranean Sea in the west, including all the land of the Hittites. No one will be able to stand against you as long as you live, for I will be with you as I was with Moses. I will not fail you or abandon you. Be strong and courageous, for you're the one who will lead these people to possess all the land I swore to their ancestors I would give them. Be strong and very courageous. Be careful to obey all the instructions Moses gave you. Do not deviate from them, turning either to the right or to the left. Then you'll be successful in everything that you do. 
Study this book of instruction continually. Meditate on it day and night so you will be sure to obey everything written in it. Only then will you prosper and succeed in all you do. This is my command. Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or discouraged for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. So God offered Joshua here along with us a sure way to meet the challenges that that are ahead and God's will for Joshua in this passage of scripture and 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 God's will for us is to be successful the last part of verse 8 says only then will you prosper and succeed in all that you do the King James Version says then you will have good success have you ever thought about those words right there then you will have good success isn't all success good think about it for a minute isn't all success good You see, the Israelites had a problem. When everything was going good and everything was going their way, they forgot about God. And so God would have to let some army come in and just decimate them, take them captive, make them slaves until they turned back around and started serving God again and God would deliver them. God wanted the children of Israel to have good success. He wanted them to prosper and be able to get what, what he wanted for them. He wanted them to go in and possess the land. And do you realize that nobody had ever been given instructions like Joshua was here in the scripture? You know, when God spoke to Abraham, he spoke to him in an audible voice and told him to get up out of that land where he was living and go and I'll make a great nation of you. He spoke audibly to him. Then when Joseph came along, he was having dreams and everything was revealed to him in dreams. You know, he had dreams that, that they were all out in the field harvested. It's just one of the dreams. They're all out in the field harvested and they were all tying up sheaves and everybody's sheaves came and bowed down to Joseph's. That was one of the things that made his brothers mad. You know, sometimes God gives you dreams, but you got to be careful who you share them with. But Joseph received his revelation from God in a series of dreams. God smoked spoke to Moses audibly through a burning bush. But then here comes Joshua, Moses' successor, and, and, and God is speaking to him here, audible voice here at the beginning. Verse 2 says, Moses, my servant, is dead. Therefore, the time has come for you to lead these people. 
So God starts telling him what to do. How would you feel if you were hearing God's audible voice? And then all of a sudden he changes gears. He said, now if you want to know what to do and if you want to know how to have good success, read everything that Moses has given you. Because it's in the Word. And so Joshua here on this threshold of this new beginning had to receive his direction from the word of God that Moses had written down. And that's exactly how we receive God's instruction today. We receive it from the written down word of God. Moses left Joshua the first five books of the Bible. And that would be enough for him to make it and be successful if he would apply himself to studying and, and, and looking at it and making that constant practice. Get in the Word. Get the Word hit in you. And if we're going to be successful in this year that we're living in, with all the uncertainty that's going on and everything that's happening, with our government, with everything else that, that, that's happening with COVID and just the mess that's going on. If we're going to be successful, study and application of the Word of God in our life has to become our daily practice. Listen to that last verse once again. For the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. If we could just get that word of God down inside of us and remember it, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Miss Gracie, the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Miss Shannon, the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. You go in UPS every night, he's right there with you. Amen. But his place was, uh, Joshua, his place was to lead the children of Israel into the new land that they were going to possess. And so I want to think about it for a minute. Hey, I go back to that again. The Lord your God is with you wherever you go. The Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Wherever I go, God is with me. Yes. So I have to be careful what I'm doing when I'm wherever I am. Yes. Amen, because he, he doesn't stop. You decide you're going to sin. He doesn't sit outside the door and wait. He's right there with you. Yes. Amen. I'm reminded of a story I heard a long time ago. That this uh, old couple's riding along in the car and and the husband's just doing his driving and going down the road and his wife starts talking to him and reminiscing with him do you remember what it was like when we were younger yes I still remember that far back he's driving she said you used to open my car door for me all the time he said I still do 
had used to make sure that I was on the proper side when we were walking down the sidewalk. He said, I still do. She said, and as you were driving, I would be snuggled up right beside you the entire time that you were driving. And he looks over at her, he says, I haven't moved. God hasn't moved. He's still in that same place where he was. He's still right there with us. Wherever we go, he's with us. So Joshua's job was to take new ground with the children of Israel. To take them and lead them into to that new place. So tonight, are you willing to gain new ground? That's what the name of this message is, gaining new ground. But here's the thing, gaining new ground takes work. It requires obedience even in lean seasons. You know, for the past few months, the Lord's been dealing with me on some things and, and, and talking to me. And one thing that he keeps asking me is, do you know what your assignment is? And to be honest with you, I'm still trying to figure it all out. Miss Shannon and I were sitting at the kitchen table today talking about this is not where God wants us to be living at. Not the house that we're living in. The house is fine. But in his kingdom. Are we doing what we should be doing in the kingdom? And neither one of us are satisfied with where we're at in the kingdom. So we got to figure out What's our assignment? Do you know your assignment? And the thing of it is, your assignment will work hand in hand with the local body that you're tied to. Your assignment will make sure that the local body that you are associated with receives benefit from what you're called to do. And here's the thing, you wouldn't be part of Faith Fellowship Church if you didn't believe in what Faith Fellowship Church was trying to accomplish. Brag a little bit about Faith Fellowship Church. Over the years of ministry of this church, you know, I've been here, can you believe it, right at 13 years. This month, 13 years. Some of you have been here a lot longer than me. Some less. But Faith Fellowship Church has a ministry of salvation. A ministry of soul. A ministry of love. A ministry of prayer. A ministry of grace. A ministry of the move of the Holy Ghost. Ministry of Blessing Missions. Mm -hmm. 
ministry of holiness to the Lord. A lot of selfless people in our past helped make it happen, and a lot of selfless people now are keeping it going. We're a small church. You know, over the years, this body of the believers has caused it to happen because we have faithful leadership. And don't kid yourself, this is a miracle. This, uh, this place right here is a miracle. There's churches that are a lot larger than us that don't accomplish the things that we accomplish financially. Amen. And that's because as a congregation, our pastors have taught us the value of giving. Just think about it. Put a new roof on just a few years ago. It was, what, $18,000? Paved the parking lot a couple of years ago. It's what, $13,000, somewhere around there. You got a new sound system, that's right at $12,000, $13,000. And it's because we've been taught that if we're faithful to God, He'll be faithful to us. Amen. Amen. That's what Joshua had to learn as he was serving with Moses. I'll be faithful. God will be faithful. Yes. So I want to share with you tonight four things that God called Joshua, Joshua, Joshua and the Israelites to do. First thing, before the land could get possessed, God had to possess the thoughts and the actions of those that were breaking new ground. You know, they had already been to that place 40 years before. But they didn't believe it. They didn't believe that they could do it. They believed the evil report, and so God said, okay, you don't want to go? Start walking. So they wandered around 40 years in the desert. 40 years in the wilderness. what was a 12-day journey. And Shannon said something to me the other day. Said the thought came to her. How many years are you into your 12-year journey, or 12-day journey? Think about it. How many years are you into your 12-day journey? But First thing, God has to possess our thoughts and actions if we're going to be the one breaking new ground. And God isn't into brainwashing. He wants you to voluntarily submit to him and do the things that he has called you to do. 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 3 through 6. This is a New King James Version. It says, For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war according to the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty in God for pulling down strongholds. Casting down arguments and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. Bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. That same scripture in the Passion Translation. For although we live in the natural realm, we don't wage a military campaign employing human weapons. Using manipulation to achieve our aims, instead our spiritual weapons are energized with divine power 
to effectively dismantle the defenses behind which people hide. We can demolish every deceptive fantasy that opposes God and break through every arrogant attitude that is raised up in defiance of the true knowledge of God. We capture like prisoners of war every thought and insist that it bow down in obedience to the anointed one. In other words, we have to replace unbelief with God's word. Strongholds are broken when God's word replaces whatever that may be. We've got to learn to speak God's word over our life. And in order for us to be able to speak God's word over our life, we've got to get God's word inside of us. So we've got to do what God told Joshua to do. Study the word, meditate on it, get it in you, hide it in you, so that when you need it, it's there. So we got to speak God's word, believe God's word. we got to memorize God's word. Heard an old preacher say one time, you can only utilize what you memorize. Second thing God called Joshua and the Israelites to do was God called the Israelites to dig in. Joshua 1.3 in the New Living Translation says, I promise you what I promised Moses. Wherever you set foot, you'll be on land that I've given you. And so God's word teaches us from Ephesians chapter 6, verses 13 through 15, New King James, to stand with your feet shod with the preparation of gospel of peace. Verse 13 says this, Therefore take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day, and having done all to stand. Stand therefore, having girded your waist with truth, having put on the breastplate of righteousness, and having your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Church, God has given us this opportunity to give in, to move onward, and to gain new ground. God proclaimed his word through Joshua. Go, be strong, be courageous. Don't fear. Why? God said, I'll fight for you. Amen. Ephesians 6, verse 10, New King James. Finally, my brothers, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Again, number two, dig in, stand your ground. <coughs> the third, third thing that God called the Israelites and Joshua to do was to move forward. got to begin walking forward onto that new ground. Real Christians aren't apathetic. Believing Christians are forever moving forward. We don't just settle. When we settle, we become complacent. When we become complacent, we backslide. So we're always to be moving forward. Here's some uh, good quotes to remember. Don't let yesterday use up too much of today. Here's another one. Sometimes God closes doors because it's time to move forward. Because here's the thing. A lot of us won't move until we're forced to. So sometimes those doors 
have to be closed and, and our circumstances have to change before we'll ever do anything. And then I told Miss Shannon this one today. You can't start the next chapter of your life if you keep rereading the last one. So here we are, they're on the edge, they're waiting to go. God tells them, be strong, be of good courage, I'm gonna fight for you. Job 17, nine in the New Living Translation says this, the righteous keep moving forward and those with clean hands become stronger and stronger. And so the fourth thing that God told him, he was very direct with it. Move forward. Very direct. Take the ground. Walk in. Possess the land is what the King James Version says. Go in and possess the land. Take the ground. So as we take ground, and it's important that we stay connected to our why. Why are we taking ground? Why are we doing this? Why are we coming to Wednesday night Bible study? Because God wants to work discipleship into us. God wants salvation to be worked into us. Why do we come to Sunday morning service here in the sanctuary? So that we can gain spiritual growth, so that we can worship, so that we can pray, so that we can get more salvation, so that we can see deliverance come, so that we can see the fruit of the Spirit and the gifts and the callings of God begin to work in our church. Why do we need times of fellowship? We need times of fellowship so we can work salvation. You never know who you're going to win in in one of those times. And so that we can build friendships, godly friendships. So that we can have somebody that will encourage us and come alongside of us and keep us going in the right direction. Special services, ladies meetings. We haven't had a ladies meeting since COVID. Praying that things get lined up and start doing those again for the ladies and Start having some more men's fellowships and, and, and doing things. Why? Because we're learning discipleship. We're learning how to be fruitful in our living and how to, to gain souls for the kingdom and, and do what God has called us to do. Amen. So again, number four, God's direct call to, to take ground. And that sounds awesome. Go forth. Take the ground. Possess the land until you start reading about the giants. You know, when they went in to, the, to possess the land, there were still giants in the land. You know, they didn't go in the first time because there were giants in the land. Remember? They said, we're, we're like grasshoppers in our sight before. But there were still giants in the land when they went in to possess the land. The, the only difference this time is was they believed the word of God. 
They believe that we can go in and we can possess the land. Yeah, we might have to kill some giants along the way. We might have to run some out. But, you know, it's just like whenever David went in and, and killed that fellow. What was his name? Goliath. David killed Goliath, took Goliath's own sword out, and chopped his head off and held it up. And you know what happened? The, 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 uh, the Philistines ran. You know, there were more giants besides just Goliath. But the Philistines ran before the children of Israel. Why? Just like any other bully. You, you, you take a bully down, the rest of them are going to back off. But there were going to be giants. There were going to be battles in the land. There was going to be bitter water in the land. There was, you know, they they were in the, the wilderness and they had that manna that, that they took for granted, you know. God fed them with manna, but they wanted something else. There was murmuring and complaining. There was the challenges of leadership. There was defeats along the way. There was repentance and humility. We don't like those words. Repentance and humility. But Joshua had to keep doing something. What he had to do was he had to keep returning to the word of God. That Moses had left him. And get in it and find out, okay God, I need direction. Which way do I need to go? What do I need to do? I got to get in the word to find out what you want me to do. He had to get back to the word of God, back to the promises that Moses had written down in those first five books and get to the why to take the ground that he'd been given. Are you already facing some opposition in this year? Man, you're just halfway over. We got to return to our why. Why are we doing what we're doing? And keep pressing on. Keep pushing on. Why? Why do I care? Life's about choices. But why is my assignment important? Because souls depend on it. You know, there's an old saying, and I hear it, and people say, oh, it's just cliche. But you're the only Bible that some people will ever read. They're not going to pick up the written word of God and read it. They're reading your life every day that they come in contact with you. So why is mine assignment important? Because other people's salvation depends on it. Joshua 1, 8 and 9 in the message Bible. It says, make sure you carry out the revelation that Moses commanded you, every bit of it. Don't get off track, either left or right, so as to make sure you get to where you're going. And don't for a minute let this book of the revelation be out of mind. Ponder and meditate on it day and night, making sure you practice everything written in it. Then you'll get where you're going. Then you'll succeed. Haven't I commanded you? Strength. Courage. Don't be timid. Don't get discouraged. God, your God, is with you every step you take. 
In other words, gentlemen, ladies, be a man. Be a woman of God. Do what God's asked of you. Follow after him. Breaking new ground requires feet in motion. We can't come in and sit on our pew and expect anything to get accomplished. we got to be willing to be what God has called us to be. And here's a little secret. Remaining in love and in joy and in peace with a constant reminder that I'm possessing new ground is success. And while enjoy, and, and, and while possessing new ground, enjoy the ride. It can be like a roller coaster sometimes. Enjoy the ride. But the future looks bright ahead for those of us who are letting him guide us and show us the way into eternity. Amen. Hallelujah. Let's pray. Precious Father, we're thankful today, Lord God, for this opportunity that you've given us to come to your house, Lord God. We're thankful to be able to share the word, Lord God. Let us be, Lord God, what you have called us to be. Let us get in the word and find what your promises are for us, Lord God. Father, find what your will is for us, Lord God, that we could be what you have called us to be, Lord. We honor you tonight, God. We thank you, Lord, for everything that you've done. Thank you, Lord God, that you're moving in our lives. Thank you that you're moving in this church, Lord God. Father, that we're winning souls for the kingdom, Lord God, and growing closer to you each day, Lord. We worship you today. Give you thanks for everything that you've done. Watch over us. Keep us, Lord. Let us be profitable for the kingdom, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Hallelujah. God bless you all. Be sure to keep your pastor in prayer. Amen. Hallelujah. We'll see you all Sunday. This concludes this message. Thank you for listening. We pray that it's been a blessing to you. For more information about FFC or its ministries, please contact the church office. God bless you, and remember, Jesus is Lord.